Brown Takeover. My name is Nick Brown for Andy Brown for Andy Brown Town. The 14th reason the Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And joining me once again through the magical wonders of the internet, through the magical wonders of Zoom, the be- the biggest beneficiary of COVID-19 has been Zoom, <sighs> Mr. Nathan Custison, the Silver Silky Cream Cheese Warrior. I think basically he is the greatest of all time. Nathan, how are you doing right now? Nick, have you seen what I'm repping? Nick. Right right uh, now I, I can I see through through the screen I see Nathan repping uh, what we did on the weekend shirt and a Bilson's beanie. And if that's not product placement, <laughs> if that's not great advertisement, I don't know fucking what is. What are you drinking as well? What are you I, drinking? I currently I'm drinking a uh, Bilson's Portello classic soda because you know I'm trying to lay off the alcohol, Nathan. I don't drink really that much anyway, but I was, I'm gonna say I'm laying off the alcohol. This is just stunning. I can get it from my local IGA. Uh Nathan, of course. Every episode is brought to you by Oh Sons. My goodness, Nick. Oh, promos happened everywhere. John Sanders back in WWE. We're back. <laughs> yep. Everything's back. Football didn't go home, it went to Rome. It's it's lots been happening, Nick. I'm telling you now. Talk to me. I fucking Give me hate a detox. Detox to me. I tell you what, Dave, when when lockdown's happening, you, you you try and look forward to things in life and the Euros and England getting into the finals, one of them, and I get up early and I, I got up like an hour before the game and like prepped myself, drank a, made myself a coffee, realized I'm a shit coffee maker and then went up to a, went up to a cafe, like a local place that I know that's open really early, got myself a nice coffee, then came back. I was, I wanted to go get a McMuffin from McDonald's, but I was like, I can't do that. Got to the game and we fucking lost. Oh, it was fucking <laughs> horrible. I like the Italians got us and I that's okay. I'm okay with losing, but I hate losing a penalties, Nathan. That's the worst way to lose. It's the best way to win, worst way to lose, because you don't feel like you've been beaten, Nathan. You feel like you feel like the system's beat you. The system did, Nick. And Donnarumma, is that the, that's yeah, the goalie's the name? Goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. The prodigy who's just been the Italian stallion for the, since he was 15, Nick. I think he debuted at 15 for AC Milan. The youngest, like, ever. But, Nick, it was um, just – I need to hear the feeling – when they went one nil up and just the vibes around town. I just need to hear what, what was going on when that happened. I've like Sure went bang so early. Three minutes in England score the first goal. And I'm just I'm in my like I'm I'm like kinda of laying in my bed, coffee in hand, like sitting up, feeling pretty good about myself. Got my like my stream of the people I watch who commentate on the game on while the game's Beautiful. going on the back. I got a perfect setup for this shit. And then they Mate. go and the goal goes in and I like I lose my fucking mind. The neighbors <laughs> would have woken up. The dogs uh, Chino, my fucking dog that's too old and starting to get Alzheimer's and doesn't understand oh, anything no. in the world right now. Anytime he hears a loud bang, he just starts barking uncontrollably. So I start, I go, yeah! All I hear is, rawr, rawr, rawr. He just like, it's like, I don't know what he thinks. I don't know if he, if he like dreams about the Grim Reaper coming and getting him every fucking night or something, but it's something, whenever he wakes up, he starts barking uncontrollably, which gets the Jesus. big fucking dog, the big 40, oh, no. 40 kilo bloodhound up. And every time, every time he takes a step, the fucking house shakes. He's got, he's got Earthquake feet, that cunt. So it's oh, it's hey. horrible. And then and then we fucking lost. So I don't fucking I fucking hate football. I hate it all. He's the only dog that when standing up stands as tall as me, Dick. <laughs> I, 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 I'm scared of three things in life. One's my mum. Two is losing with, with Richmond, and three is your dog. So well, I'm telling well, you now. Rich, well, Richmond is shit right now, so that sucks. <laughs> yeah, mate. My worst fears are coming true. Wait, wait till I come back to your house and see that dog. I'm going for him one on one. 
Nick, uh, Cena's back. Talk to me about that. I need to hear about that. Too. But, quick little... uh, for all the yeah. wrestling fans out there, the greatest wrestler of all time, John Cena, has returned. Biggest pop in the world. Oh, Nathan, I tell you what. I, uh, I'll talk about something Blockers, about... Blockers, baby. Blockers. I just like, all I want, when I hear a, like, an American crowd and the, the crowd yeah. go nuts, and it's just... Oh, it's so de- it's so depressing because we can't have that. There's no crowd. We can't go to anything. There's nothing available to us. And just hearing a crowd lose their mind was like equal parts exhilarating, but also so like demoralizing considering everything that's going on right now. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like same with the NBA. They had the finals. They had, I think it was eighty thousand people outside the stadium. They had seventeen thousand inside the arena. Like. In Milwaukee, Buckland, Nick, the, the Bucks that you've ridiculed for years Hate with em. the worst name in history, Nick. They won it. The Greek freak, your favorite player of all time. I'm sorry. Get back on the music. Get back on a lockdown. Get on all the other shit. I'm, I'm too excited, okay? What has happened? <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about – I want to give a shout-out first before we get into things. And I want to shout-out to uh, – I, I guess we call him the meme god or the meme king, Jackson Allen. Um, One of the meme lords, yes. I, t- I tell you what. I Last week we didn't do a show because I just wasn't feeling up to it, having a pretty shit week. And every day, I, just about every day, Jackson puts some sort of meme on. And it doesn't matter what's going on with me. I always put a smile on my face. He needs to be on some sort of payroll. I don't know if we should just start giving him money or the UNFD social club. I think he has to be, right? UNFD, <laughs> UNFD needs to start paying him because it's ridiculous the amount of content that he puts out. And yeah, like some of the memes might only take a few minutes, but he's got a cre- more creative mind than most of us, Nathan. And I, I think memes need to be t- uh, taken as true art forms. And Jackson Allen gets my thumbs up and tick of approval for this week's Backbone episode. That is not a segment we've never done. No, no. He gets, mate, he gets three thumbs up from me. I only have two thumbs, so that's how well he's going. But, um, <laughs> Dude, I'm not, not going to ask you where that third thumb's coming from. <laughs> oh, you don't even want to know, mate. But he, um, he did a great shout-out to all like the the people in lockdown, like throughout lockdown, all the posts yeah. about like bands and podcasts and reviewers and bloggers and everyone in the scene. And that was a really nice post. So shout-out to Jackson. He's a good man. And he's, and he's battling it out anyway because he lives in Perth and it's like they get fuck all gigs as it is. So he's like... They're their own country. Like every, everybody's going like Melbourne and Brisbane, uh, Sydney are all upset about no gigs. It's like he lives in a place that barely gets any gigs as it is. So it's like he's on 24-7 lockdown in terms of the gig things. It's literally like California. It's like their own country over there. Like yeah. they honestly should just branch off and create their own country. Oh, it's literally dare. like that. It's unbelievable. Don't you dare tell me that, Nave. Nave, I want to play a little game with you right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm co- so scared. I, I don't know. I don't really have a name for it, but I'm just gonna. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say overrated, underrated, or properly rated, Nave. And I'm gonna give you a okay. few things, and you're gonna tell me yep. if they are overrated. Underrated, or yep. they are correctly rated. This is Ocean, oh, no. ed- Ocean Edition, Nathan, so you should have some fun with this one. Let's start off with an easy one. Oh, not even an easy one. I want you to go into this, Nathan. Ocean Grove, overrated, underrated, properly rated. I think they're properly rated at the moment. I think like change of vocalists kind of stalled them for a bit, but with um, Dale coming in and killing it, like after the anthem's the best song, so that's gone past um, what's on kind of lover. I think they're right where they need to be, and I think they're on the premise of getting to that next stage. So I'm going to say properly rated. Staying on the uh, Ocean band name vibe, uh, Ocean Sleeper, overrated, underrated, correctly rated. I'm going to say underrated. For a band that draws so well, I think in the scene they're still kind of not a laughing stock, but not taken seriously enough. So I think for the content, like I think they've like they had the album last year, like when it popped up. I don't even know what was it last year or the year before when it oh, popped up. Every day, blend, nice. they, everything blends into itself these days. Now, even still, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm the same. But that album was really good. They went to America to do it. They they do great things on their own. So I reckon they're underrated. Um, what, are they signed? 
I think Nick? they've got some sort of deal with Rise. I don't know, some sort okay. of distribution deal, because they did release a song through Rise on their YouTube channel, so I don't really know the, the finer details there, but it's something weird going on. Uh, Nathan, yep. going to yep. America, I think this band are American, being as an ocean, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Oh, Nick, I've got a story for you about yep. these guys. <laughs> not, to, not, to, not to piss you off or piss off anyone else, but can you believe, pre-Unify, we saw these guys not in the bottom level of Bang. We saw them in the top room at Bang, in a room that fills, uh, uh, let's say, what, 200 people? Well, yeah, uh, maybe. We, we, we saw being, like, I, I don't care if they're the biggest band, the smallest, but we saw them, yeah. like an international band, to think of that, in the top fucking room of Bang. I'm going to say underrated because they played in that fucking room <laughs> and nowhere else. But, um, like, <laughs> I remember their album 2018. Didn't really listen to them before that. We both really enjoyed the album. They had a couple of great songs, different vibes, slow kind of moody music. But they're a cool band, dude. And, like, they keep, like, producing music. And I think they are underrated because they're not well-known out here, like, yeah. really. But they're a big band in America. So, yeah, underrated. Nate, I'm going to go to an album for you. The Amity Afflictions, oh. Let the Ocean Take Me. <laughs> Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Properly rated. Yeah. I think people still regard that as the best or as equal to Chasing Ghosts, like in our scene. Like we've argued the point we think Chasing Ghosts is better, but Let the Ocean Take Me, that's like uh, Pittsburgh's their best song, in my opinion, still. I yeah. think that's just an absolute banger. I think that song, like you look at the YouTube views, you look at the Spotify streams. That's their biggest track. And that, when they went to America, did the headlining tour off that album, Nick. They'll play in the biggest shows. Yeah. I said to you, I think at the time, I'm like, these guys are the biggest band in Australia. And yeah. like, I didn't, like, I thought that was the peak because they were, they felt like a day to remember to me in the scene at that time. Like, they felt huge. And whether that's the Australian bias or not, I don't know. But I think that's properly rated. And it's definitely one of the best albums in our scene. And last one, and I agree 100%. Uh, and last one, Nathan, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I've got to feel the um the gold, silver, and bronze medal, Nick. I, I've gone the um underrated. I've gone the properly rated. I haven't gone it overrated yet, Nick. <laughs> One of the worst soppy pop punk jammed out fucking bang crap songs I've ever heard, Nick. I'm telling you now. Hasn't made any of my playlists, and I'll fucking put every song in my playlist at some stage or another. <laughs> this garbage track by a, a garbage pop punk band, Nick. One hit wonders. Are they even one hit wonders? I don't even know. They call themselves one hit wonders. It crap. Get them out. Overrated. <laughs> I, that, like they are one of the many bands who have been completely ruined by going to emo bang or emo nightclubs <sighs> uh, over the years. I just cannot I stand it. <laughs> I walk out of the room on that song. The three songs, can, can you name the three songs that I walk out on when I hear it, when I, I enter a room? Ocean Avenue, Young Bloods, yeah. and yeah. the third one's a toughie. I'll follow you, Nick. I'll follow you wherever you go. I'll follow you out of the room. I'll follow you out of the pit, into the pit. I'll follow you. Follow oh, you, bring me to the horizon. Oh, really? Do they still play it at the fucking emo club? I don't know, but we, we walked out once when we saw that. That's the third track. That's true. Fucking, that is very that's true. garbage. Garbage that, track for uh, a lot of them. I want to I want to talk about a, a tour that's been announced throughout the week. Uh, obviously, you know, pretty exciting stuff. While she sleeps and loathe both coming down. A pretty stacked bill. Who knows what Australian artist? Who knows if the show is going to happen? But let's like cross our fingers. It's. It's a really weird, bittersweet feeling when a show like this gets announced, right? Because you're you're so excited, you get to see these great bands, and then you look at how far away it is, and then the the kind of almost PTSD or kind of like that nagging feeling of 
is this going to happen kind of pops up. And I, I want, yep. I'll be completely honest here. I haven't bought a ticket because there is just something about gigs that are so far away and gigs that I don't even know are going to happen that I just like, it's almost depressing for me to see like a, uh, like buy a ticket and then have it be like, you know, be refunded because a band couldn't make it over because of this fucking, apparently there's some virus going around. Dude, I feel ya. But um, this is the first gig that I bought tickets to in, I reckon, three, four months. Yeah. Because I think they're two of the bands that would quarantine for two weeks to come out. I think they're at the stage in their career where they want to do that. Like, they probably just want to get out of their bubble Yeah. In, in England and both UK bands. I think they're at different stages of their career. To Architects, I think it was Dan came out and posted the tweet about not doing the two weeks. But he's a family Man, got kids, got a wife. Like I think while she sleeps, I'm not sure if any of the members have children yet. So they probably would be a band to do it to us. So I think we'll get that. But like, I, I think of like gigs like the Slipknot, Bloody Metallica thing got cancelled. Yeah. The Offspring and fucking some forty one. We've had so uh, many great international bands. Uh, that I don't. I should. I won't bring any more up. But like, there's four bands there that we 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 both had tickets to see those shows, and like they're being cancelled. But to actually hear internationals saying they're coming to Australia, that felt really good and like the corner like, can you imagine them yeah. at the corner then this like the Sookie. Sookie bar <laughs> yeah. like the lounge like like fuck me like loathe like one of the best albums of last year I let it in and took everything like amazing band while she sleeps will they be top five to ten in your favorite list of the scene i reckon they're both our top five to ten like yeah. favorite band so for us it's the perfect tour i reckon the perfect um support and the chance would be to see onslow i reckon they'd be a great yeah. opening i reckon they'd be perfect nick so that'd be my tip for anyone booking this tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, I was the opposite, dude. I jumped straight on. I got two tickets, one to each show, and I'm optimistic. I, yeah. I, I just felt like I want something to look forward to for next Absolutely. year. So that's, that's kind of why I did it. And, yeah, ho- hopefully we get the show, dude, because if we see that live, like imagine seeing loads for the first time in fucking Belgrave of all places. Yeah. Like, like we've seen lots of small bands in small venues, but that would be awesome. Yeah, it, it is a stack show, and I, I definitely agree with your shout for Onslow as a support. That'd be a really fantastic. And I love a three-band bill because we are getting older, Nathan, and as they always say, the older, the older you get, the less bands you want on a bill because our legs are getting tired, Nathan. We can't stand up for that long. Yeah, good things come in threes, don't they? What are the three Bs of this um th- this Sunday of ours? What do we got? Uh, we got Bilsons, we got Backbone, yep. and we yep. got... Um, Big booty from I don't know who's got it. I, when neither of us are wearing pants right now, so we can't really work no. it out. Um, so no. big, big booty from one of us, maybe a con- maybe a combined big booty. I so set you up for that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wanted I, I had some obvious ones. I was going to say Beechworth, but I was like, no, big booty gets over Beechworth. I oh, stand Nick. by my decision. Oh, I, I love that. I love every part of that. Kanye re fucking re popped up. During the week, Nick, what, what happened there? Got any, got any news about that? What happened there? Nathan, I just want to say, Kanye West is the greatest of all time. I'm sorry, I can't, <laughs> I don't think, you know there's certain things in the world where, like, you don't have to personally like something, but you have to respect what the influences had. I don't particularly yeah. love Homesick by A Day to Remember as an album, but I can't yeah. understate how important that album is and how, it, you know, in the scene, it's a, it's one of the most classic albums that this scene has, really. It would be top five it easily. Is. Yeah. 
Kanye West is the, the dumbest person, but he's also the smartest person in the fucking world. Uh, he does something here. He starts an album rollout for an album called Donda, which is l- named after his late great mother who'd passed away in 2007 or 2008, uh, which kind of ch- uh, changed his career. His whole sound changed after that. It really had a big effect on him, very close with his mother. And he, instead of doing a six-week rollout like, a, like most rappers or most local bands do, right? Uh, Kanye does a five-day rollout because who gives a fuck? In, on two days' notice, he does an album listening party in a stadium in Atlanta, right? 40,000 people show up. It's an empty <laughs> football stadium covered in white. He just walks around the stadium as parts of the album plays. 23 million people on Apple Music watched it live. Watched, yeah. it, 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 Spotify crashed. Spotify mm-hmm. literally crashed because there were so many people looking up for looking for Kanye's new album, and then he doesn't drop it, and then he, he postpones the fucking thing. And it's like, is that not the most king shit ever? You're literally showing oh, people parts of the album, and then you go, "It's not ready yet." And like, this is the same guy that postponed that uh, would release the album in 2016, released the Life of Pablo, right? Released it on a certain day, four days after pre- uh, doing a premiere for it, and then for the next four months, continually re continually worked on the album to the point where he would put up new versions of the album. So on Apple Music and on Spotify, the album would get taken down and a new version would be put up and it'd only be very minor mixing issues that he would just, it's just the way he works. So now he's done all that. He's postponed it a couple of weeks or whatever it may be. And he's now living in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium that he did the uh, listening party to. Show it, yeah. He's literally, he's set up a a living quarters, a studio. He's, He's got a chef there who makes him, makes them all food and he, he was literally at the MLS game today in Atlanta in the same walking around that, in the same uh, outfit that he was for the like where he has like a mask on and complete yeah. red and it's just yeah, like, the, 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 that strobe suit that, that weird so, suit there's so many good photos of all these soccer fans for Atlanta and then this Kanye yeah. fucking West in the middle of it and like you know Kanye West isn't an MLS fan you know he no. doesn't he has no I tr- ask Kanye to explain the offside rule I I struggle to explain the offside rule. There's no chance that Kanye has, has any idea of it. It's just the no. most mental shit ever. I don't. No one else can get away with it. He, he's just like one of those people that like, and anything he does, it's just like you just wait. You wait for greatness, and that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do with uh, in hip hop for when Kanye West happens. And in 20 years' time, people will talk about like ye like Yeezy season. That's what they call it when uh, when Kanye releases an album and when his rollout starts. Like there's no other artist in the world who does a rollout like Kanye West. And I wish more local bands would do a fucking one week rollout because I would be so fucking happy with that. If they released a song on a Wednesday and they released it the following Friday, I'd be so stoked. I'd be so stoked if more bands did that because as we say, Nathan, how many bands release a, a single and then by the time their actual EP or their album comes out six weeks later, the hype is completely drained. Yeah, gone, and that's kind of what Starve got around this year. They did the um, they had the two week plan in the lead up to their EP. They dropped the first single on account of my emptiness with with the feature with Jack Bergen and one of the songs of the year. And from there, they capitalized on the momentum into the release into their opening show. So they're one band that kind of got around that mix. So maybe with the clout Kanye's got and what he's done, <laughs> and the shout out from us, surely. <laughs> 
someone listening that can get around the movement. I'm calling it just the movement, Nick. That's what he is. Like, seeing some of the tweets and the photos of like people like accidentally telling someone to shut up and they turn around, it's Kanye. They, they, get, they get a selfie with him. They trip over him. And like, in his little suit, like, it was great. Like, what he's doing. And, like, us talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. He's, like, the ultimate promo man. That's what he is. Here's, here's a few things, right? So Kanye West is the 22nd most streamed artist in 2021 with what, over 1.4 billion streams. His last album wasn't uh, until 2019. So he hasn't released an album in two years and he's still like no. that higher. There was someone who had a plastic bag and he captured a bag of air at the listening party and he's selling it for $3,333 on eBay. <laughs> and then there's this tweet that goes, uh, Kanye West literally sold out a stadium for a listening party just to walk around the floor and say nothing that he didn't even release the fucking album. That's legendary. <laughs> like, is, there's just Dude, things. That is. There's things that he does that nobody else could fucking, like, comprehend. And I don't know. There's something that's so fucking great. And to hear Jay-Z on a Kanye song, which was on the listening party, which apparently was only sent in four hours before the listening party started, is is pretty huge for hip-hop, considering they haven't been on a song since Watch the Throne back in 2012. Big, big, big news, Nick. And for the people in the stadium to hear that first, that is cloud as well. So. Yeah. We look forward to hearing the Yeezy album whenever it comes. And any man that could walk away from KK and just be fine yeah. and live in a live in a basement in Atlanta and just do this, like he's, he is, like he's the ultimate man. Like <laughs> and no one can like say anything. It's, it's the ultimate mic drop. Look at what he's doing. Imagine being that big that you could just go. I'm living in this stadium now. <laughs> The way the way I'm it looks in the basement. The way it looks at the um when he's at the MLS game, it's like he hasn't changed clothes. He's in the exact no. like it's like he hasn't even had a shower. He's just been up all night recording. He's like, I'll catch the game that's out in my backyard because that's where I'm living at the moment. You can't do that. That's so no, you, you can't. Come on, Kanye. Nate, let's go pot shots. Quick questions, quick answers. Do you want to go first or want me to go first? You go first, mate. Give it to me. Whew. Pop Goes Punk, Nathan, is simultaneously the best and worst thing to happen to this scene. Yay or nay? Uh, I'm going to say nay. It probably promoted bands like I Prevail, definitely. I, yeah. I think their Taylor Swift cover literally made them who they are. If they had remembered it since he'd been gone, that kind of propelled them. Because I think that was for those who have heart error. So yeah. that was pre-homesick. And from there, people got behind them. And it did. It blew them up. But, Nick, there's too many of them now. And like bands just... Uh, just like, I think it's up to, like, 11 editions of Pop Goes Punk. Like, yeah. it's just like, dude, one or two, like, if you, 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 like, once something catches on, but, dude, it's just like a movie. If someone likes a movie, like, a, if, a, if there's a big movie, there's always going to be a sequel because it's money there. So, people, once, like, the, the first few were good, they thought, yeah, we've got a formula, and some just aren't that good. And yeah. most of them aren't that good, dude. So, I'm going <laughs> to say, day. But, Nick, yes. I have one for you. Yes. This is a this isn't a yay or nay, but this is a cool one. Would you rather be Nick on a European or American festival bill in a run? Um, a full run of festivals from which uh, place in the earth? Uh, it's so like be, a, yep. Would you rather do Europe or North America? I'd rather do. I I I like Europe. I like Europe, but I think it's an easy answer because I know it's very trendy to hate America. But I, I, I think I have to go Europe. I just think there's something very like I don't know. That, that, is it, it feels nostalgic? Like, is it? it? It feels like the Holy Grail to me. Like I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds weird, but like it's weird to think that Europe over America would be the Holy Grail. But to me, like Europe just seems like more. 
I don't know, feels more diverse naturally. Like, you know what I mean? Like it feels more diverse. It feels like you're playing in front of different crowds and it feels like, you know, different crowds are speaking different languages. And it's like, there's just something cool about that. And it'd be like winning a football world cup in England being England versus winning a world cup. Like it's still be great to win it in fucking China, but like being in front of those fans where football kind of began would be historic. Nick, I get that. I feel you. It's a tough one, but I do like it. I want to put America as well. Now fuck it. America. I'm going America. I'm kidding. Uh, straight, straight from the path fell off. Yay or nay. Oh shit. Oh, yay. I'm going to say once they kind of, not that UNFT did it to them, but kind of once they started UNFT, the last couple of albums haven't been that great. So I, I don't know, but I think with that sound, dude, like with Drew York from New York, one of the great frontmen of all time, Nick, not just in yeah, our scene, but um, absolutely. I think I think that sound, dude, would be very hard to replicate over and over and over and keep ideas happening. Like it's not like a every time I die where you can literally have chaos in any song and it sounds different at times. Like, their formula and stray, like there's no cleans, dude. It's rapping, it's screaming. It's very hard to formulate, I think. And they're kind of, that rawness wasn't there on the last couple of albums. And isn't it just weird, but like, even on a sense of like their hype train, like, I, man, when they released, uh, when they released Subliminal Criminals and even the album yep. of An- Anonymous before that, like Anonymous was so big. And like That's Subliminal Criminals was a big album as well and had these huge features on it. Well, the they, features got them there, yeah. yeah didn't and it, it was like this, so much. It was like this really great thing, and then it's just, I don't like, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but I kind of want to say it. It's like as soon, once they release that "Good Night Alt Right" song, and again, we're not, I don't really care about awesome. comment. It just felt like every bit of their hype, and I, I still love "Straight from the Path." I went, yo, I, oh, every yeah. time they come to Australia, I'll try and see them as, as much as yeah. I can. But it just Must felt say, like yeah. the the overall feeling from the scene felt like as soon as that song and that album came out. Their hype just kind of diminished, and it doesn't feel like they've recovered. It doesn't feel like they recovered. Feel it felt like their biggest point. Like, I don't think they're bigger now than what they were five years ago. And for a band who are straight from the path, who aren't like again, they're a big band, but like they're not huge. Big band, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, like where, like realistically, are they gonna? If they did a headliner in Australia, would they do the corner? Would they sell out the corner? Who knows? Like I don't know. They like, would be a corner. Yeah, like yeah. sell it. Maybe fucking stay gold. Like you know, it's like they they're not as big as they. It doesn't feel like they was as big as what they once were. Unfortunately, what was their run of shows off the Unifier that they did? Because they, I'm pretty sure, did a little tour off that, didn't they? Back in in 2016. Oh, yeah, God. so they did it. Yeah, yeah. I thought the late didn't they do a later one and they they did yeah. a tour off that. I'm not sure where they actually played, but I think it was yeah, State Gold actually. That, that's what I mean, dude. Like you, you literally, yeah, I think it was too. So you literally you look on that tour, go on the poster, and see the venues that they played then, and that was coming off an album too. So yeah, like yeah, no, nah, I'm with you on that, dude. Um, my last one. Oh, sorry, yeah, go, go, go. It's kind of similar to like a cross faith in that where I like. I, every time they come out, I will. I want to see them live, and they're a great. They're one of those must see bands. Even if While She Sleeps' latest album was garbage, I still would want to see them live. They're again another one of those bands who. Are, but for whatever reason, Good points like, in the bank to go see yeah, a live show. Yeah. Absolutely, but While She Sleeps is delivered, so that makes them must see. Absolutely must see for me. Crossface, yeah. I'll still go see, but I think their music's fallen off. And Straight for the Path, music's still around the mark, but it just feels like their hype's just completely diminished. Like I don't think they're. I don't know if they're that band anymore. Nah, dude, uh, 100%. And the, uh, that Good Night Alt Right thing is spot on, that take. I think that has literally hit the mark there where they went at Donald and it kind of blew up in their face. I'd, uh, love, I'd really... love to talk to them about that. That'd be so interesting. I, I, don't, I know <clears> they <throat> might go a little bit like to get very defensive on it, but it'd be a great conversation to be like, you know, did, did you notice anything once that happened? Because I honestly think you as you go for the next um, potty, 
I genuinely think if I look up the spot, um, the YouTube like to dislike ratio, it's obscene. Yep. It is obscene. Oh, yeah. That one. It's one of the the most mental shit in the world. Anyway, you go. Nah, dude. Um, this is probably a good one. To, I think it'll lead to something after the potty. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, we our pod didn't work. We had a really good discussion on yes. EPs that came out this year that have yes. come this year, and I kind of just want to go through to you and just name a few of the, the EPs. Like, I, I think um. We did our year review. We talked a little bit about them, but we've been blessed, Nick, like yep. this year with the quality of EPs. And like this could probably lead to last week to Octavia released an EP, so we can probably talk yes. about that afterwards. But um, so I'm going to go through a couple of bands. So Starve, Nick, our favorite EP. They've released a great EP this year on Slow. We've got Bad Love. Northland did their remixes EP. We got stuck out late last year chasing ghosts around the city. Rumors who had a great EP, like a really good EP. Devil Wears Pride, a big band, did a massive one. That's had a lot of traction. Keepsake, another up-and-coming counterpart. It's kind of a melodic hardcore band. Awesome. Days Like These, really good EP. Unity Texas had a cool EP. Red Hook had a couple of bangers on their EP. Yeah. I was really surprised. Poppy, massive artist, really good EP. Mice and Men have done three EPs. Antagonist AD, Nick. Yeah. Like, they are what they are, but they had a great EP. Bellhaven, same. Another Grayscale band did a really good job. Heartline, another band had an EP. Nicholas Cage fought it. Their EP yeah. was sick. Aparte, another band that had a really yes. good EP. And then a band last week called Fox Lake had a new EP, which was really good. And that's not to name the out like the EPs that we've got coming. And like to Octavia we'll talk about in a sec, but how like how strong is that category there for EPs it, of the year, dude? It's completely put the albums to shame, hasn't it? Like on, on the on the contrary to the albums, it feels like Mate. I feel like I'm clutching at straws when I'm trying to think of like a <laughs> top five or a top, God forbid a top ten. Like I don't think dude. there's t- a ten albums without me dipping into other genres like that I think could be worthy of a top ten for albums. Exactly. For top uh for EPs, it, it honestly feels like we should be trying to look for a top fifteen or a top twenty because there's just that many and again, how what month are we in July? So there's still plenty of time for some great stuff to come out. And yeah, you know, like again, I, I I wonder how this current lockdown is going to affect new music and that going forward. Who knows? But like, if we get another four or five great EPs from here to the end of the year, it's it's absolutely <clears> been a fantastic <throat> year for. And that means usually EPs being the local local scene, which most of them are. I know there's been a few bigger bands yep. who have, but it means it's been a pretty strong and a pretty healthy year for local music. Oh, dude, it has. And, like, the locals have really propelled us to talk each week about new music. So we've um really enjoyed the bands, what they're doing. So they haven't gone to sleep. And, like, literally with the lockdown, dude, like, I was thinking about this the other day. 90% of people in the industry, if not 95, they do it as hobbies and to just enjoy the music. They do it for the love of it kind of thing. And, like, that 5% that are missing out on incomes and stuff, it's horrible. We feel for that. But the bands that are doing that, the 95ers that are going hard and releasing new music and trying new things and promoting albums and EPs and yeah. shows and they're trying their best. It's really awesome to see because, like, the willpower could have gone with this. We're up to five lockdowns in Melbourne now. Like, we've literally had five, dude. And it's to keep hearing and seeing bands that, like, even Gloom the other night, like, they're taking the piss out of, like, the third time lucky, hopefully, for their next show. Like, yeah. to still laugh about that after what's happened is just so, like, special. We've got a special group of people, so... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go. Let's go to that two Octavia EP, Nathan, and we'll talk yes, about a couple of other other of our favorite stuff that's come over the last couple of weeks. This uh, this EP title, Nathan, I must admit, it's very panic at the disco. Somewhere in a world, comma, not of the dream. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I never thought I could like an EP or any any sort of album or anything that has uh, that long of a, a title, but. 
I, look, we've talked about to Octavia very positively, especially this year. They've delivered huge. I think this is yep. awesome. Dude, and they are really like, not that they've come left to field. I remember we listened to After All 2018, made the countdown late and high up, but I really enjoyed that song. And from there, though, they are like the next band. Like they are the one coming up. It's it's like actually it's a little bit refreshing to me, Nick, because like this music, it's a take on a new sound, but it's also got enough of the older sound to actually propel them to a new level. Like it's poppy, it's heavy, it's rocky, it's funky. Like the vibes are good, but it's a lot mixed in. But um, what do you think? So Sleep in the Sound of Rain, both like they're huge tracks. We know that. That was both singles. Love them. But dude, from the start, like fall into the sun through the edge of the universe, like it's pretty consistent, man. This sounds, they've, they've got this new sound and they've really gone with it, haven't they? Like, what do you think vocally? Were you were you impressed vocally? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, thought, I, re- I really love yeah, the cleans. The, the cleans were once a, a bit of an issue for me for the yep. band, and they just, I don't know. It's just sometimes you just kind of find your voice, and that's all you need to do sometimes in music. And a lot of bands can never do it. And there's a lot of bands who have been around for 10, 15 years who I still I don't think have written better choruses than what have been written here. I still I look at bands like Like Moths to Flames, who I love the band right, but they can't write a chorus to save their fucking life. And no, <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, they yeah. suck. And, and hook writing is such a huge component of music these Artful. days. And you're yeah. right about the idea of like, they've got some new sound with some old sound. It feels like they could appeal to so many different crowds, which I love. Um, this EP has got a really great flow. I've been drinking so many Coco Mojos over the last few weeks. It's been great. What a name for a track. <laughs> Edge of the Universe. Um, at the start, it has like this guitar that I wish like, I don't know, like Lil Baby or someone came over the top. It was like this trap guitar. It was, like, it was so sick. I was, I just That was my only only complaint, Nathan, honestly, for the whole EP. It's that they didn't have a, a DaBaby on top. Maybe it wasn't in their budget. Who knows? Dude, well, literally, like five of the six tracks for me, like, I think Unknown Worlds is probably the one that kind of doesn't hit the mark for me. Yeah. I think that was a little bit like uh, out of the whole flow of the EP, that was the one that didn't stand out to me. But the other five, man, are just bangers. And like, I, I look like at an EP, like I look, we just talked about a bunch of EPs that we really liked throughout the year. If you can get one or two songs for our hundred, like I think as a local band, you're doing fantastically. Yeah. These guys might have three or four in the hundred. Yeah. Like the max is four. So that's all you can ask for for a new band. And they might take the cake in. Like, I'm not saying they'll get a song of the year, but like they are, like, this and Starve, they're, they're pretty close. So yeah. like for EP of the year, man, like to be in that running, good shit. Like they've, to where they've come from, like you say, like we've seen them live and they're a little bit like hit and miss, I think, like with this sound, but this new sound, dude. Ooh. I genuinely, I genuinely think Sleep is like top 30 of song of the year right now. Like uh, for everything that's come out, I think Sound of the Rain is also probably around that mark. Like you're right. Like, yo, I don't know how many EPs have ever done the four songs. Usually the four songs for our countdown get reserved for the albums. I think three's probably yep. been our max, but like this is going to push it. And so is Starve. And it's good to actually open up the race of the EPs because Starve was such a runaway winner for the first, you know, for the, the months after their EP came out, that it's good to actually have someone to, you know, kind of put them up against because it was just, it, to me, it was just so head and shoulders going to be Starve. And now, like, and who knows? Like, we're going to have other stuff and we're going to be re-listening to stuff. I re- I've really been liking the Aparte release, uh, their EP from a couple of weeks ago. That's been really great. Uh, yeah, it's just... Raise the banger. It's good, yeah. It's, it's just a really good, like, it's it feels like, you know, it's not as obvious. The obvious bands aren't releasing right now. You know, you don't have Gravemind. You don't have Gloom. You don't have Alpha. You don't have Thornhill. You know, Wind Waker posted something for the first time in ages, and Will King looks even more beautiful than ever. But he looks like Ghost Mane. Um, it's fantastic. 
but they haven't dropped. When is Love Language coming out, Nathan? For fuck's sake, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, I think honestly, they are being caught up with the actual what's going on. Yeah, the scene. I, I think they're either going to have to bite the bullet and re- just release it, like for the fact of releasing it. Otherwise, they're probably going to have to sit on it for too long, or just I don't know what's going to happen there. But yeah, it's very like it's yeah, like for a band that probably wants to tour off that and do some shit, like it's kind of like when do we do it? When do we not do it? But yeah, hopefully soon. We'll definitely get a couple of songs in the, I think, in the next few months. So now that they're actually promoting and got a Facebook profile picture, that normally means something's happening. So we won't be too far away, Nick. Absolutely. Oh, fucking thank God. Uh, Nate, a couple other like things. Are, any, are there any other songs, Nathan, for you or albums that have just come out the last yeah. couple of weeks that you've been yeah. you know, kind of enjoying? Yeah, got a couple. So last week, their song for me was Clay J. Gladstone. Yes. So their new song is called Dear Friends. And, um,. Nick, what, what what are we like? What am I a sucker for? I'm gang a sucker vocals. for two things in a song. Gang nah, vocals the, and punk Fuck beats. the gang vocals off. No, Paul is, okay, give me four. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what are two more? I need, I need two more. Right, I don't know, riffs and... I'm a, um... I'm a sucker for a good hook and a sexy bass tone. Yes, okay, yep, yep. As both of those. So these, like, they're another band. So I know um, I want to shout out what we did on the weekend. They did a tour back earlier in the year which like uh, we didn't go to but like being on that was pretty cool but they've apparently got an ep coming there's no announcement like as in a date for it yet but that's something i'm excited for as well dude like what do you think of this song did you yeah, yeah get around I, it absolutely this is um yeah. so they toured with drastic park and i can't believe they shared the state with yeah, drastic park. As Fuck as well. it uh, uh, wait was it was it drastic park they toured with i might be wrong yeah wolf and i think it's wolf and chain drastic park and clay j gladstone yeah that i clay j clay j as i'm gonna call him from now on um it's just an awesome like this song is so fucking catchy and it's just like i don't know it's just something really boppy but you bop your shoulders too it's it's a really great i've said this a few times the last few weeks but it's really it's one of those songs you listen to in your car and you can just kind of, you know, the sun's out. You can enjoy yourself. And I don't know, like, there's just, they've got a good vibe. And, like, sometimes, you know, like, I love heavy shit, but sometimes I just want a good vibe in a song. And uh, Clay J uh, have uh, delivered that in spades. Maybe Clay J with um, J spelled J-A-Y, the Homer Simpson way. Oh, wow, I like that. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Did you, did, it, did they remind you of anyone in particular? Um, I'm not sure. I'm guessing they've reminded you of somebody, Nathan. They have. Burt McCracken and the used. Ah, oh, there used. you go. I'm not a used guy, so you, you you pick up on these used um influences a lot. Well, Nick, there you go. Clay J. Wolfston or Gladstone, whatever the fuck you want to call them. It's got the <laughs> name off the top of my head, but Nick, they sound very used on this album. I'm not saying it's a... Yeah, okay, no. Let's move on from that. But Nick, another <laughs> band this week. This week, my favorite song of the week. They're yes. called Prompts, a Japanese band. So. Okay. Uh, they've got a new song featuring Rio from Crystal Lake. It's called Asphyxiate. And Nick, please listen to this song. I haven't Uh, heard it. Oh, Nick, it's it's heavy. And the Rio part is fucking so heavy. (laughs) You have to listen to this song. But, uh, dude, that's probably my favorite song of the week. Another couple we had, um, I think... Under Oath have announced a new album called Voyeurist last week. That a new song, Damn Excuses, was pretty good. Uh, Thrice have got a new song this week, Scavengers. But yeah, Clowns. Yeah, their new song, very Grinspoon in style. They got, it, they got a really good jam. So, it felt very, yeah, yeah it felt very rock and roll, Aussie rock and roll, didn't it? Yeah, real Grinspoon, dude. Um, I've, oh, I've got a funny thing for you, Nick. Yes. Did, did J- Japan with Tokyo, did they miss an opportunity for the Olympics? I need to ask you this. Wait, what the fuck think? did you just say? <laughs> so Japan with Tokyo. So 
the Olympics are happening at the moment. Did yep. they miss an opportunity, Nick? What's we'll the see opportunity? Where you go with this, oh, Nick? Just think about it. Just have a little think. Did they miss something? Oh fuck! Um, to get the Fast and the Furious class to redo um, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. That is absolutely that is gorgeous, Nick. But. <laughs> No. That, that's that's one of the best guesses that you had, non like trivia on this on the show, but Nick, <laughs> non quiz. But no, so for the Olympics, so normally like the country that hosts the games, so the opening ceremony, they have an artist that represents. Them. <laughs> yep. So, so London, I think of the Arctic Monkeys who were picked to play. So they had a great they had a great showing in their opening ceremony. I think back to Sydney, and who do we have, Nick, off the top of your head? Do you remember the Nikki Webster? <laughs> Iconic. Nikki Webster, Tina Arena was the other one. So global icons putting <laughs> Australia on the map. Yep. Now, Nick. Yep. Where was where was Baby Metal and Crossfade for this um, opening ceremony? Like if Japan, they want to promote from within the greatness of the country. Was that a missed opportunity, mate? Even Crystal Lake. Like, come on. What what, what happened there? I tell you what, Baby Metal would have been a great shout because they are so bloody massive over there it would have been That's such I mean. a great show like even, even like cross faith or like those ones obviously probably too heavy and like you know, baby metal yeah, are heavy but like having that kind of um that j-pop kind of feel to it like god damn that oh, would be so sick and they have like their stadium shows are so fucking cool right now man like baby metal had taken over the world it's awesome oh to see. god yeah but nick you got any any couple of tracks that caught your uh, yeah, eye or a yeah. band, band yep. called signals i think they're adelaide band released a song burden nathan and you know not the band, oh, yes. uh, not a burden just burden uh, oh. a, bur- a burden a burden is not a word apparently <laughs> so there you go i didn't know Jesus that cross. <laughs> And apparently, it has to be a space between it. Uh, but this is a really cool jam, man. I, I think I think it's called Signals. It's like Sig, and then there's a slash in there, and then a Uls. So I'm just gonna call them Signals. Oh my, Sorry, if that's oh my not your name. Sorted out. I can't I can't read it the best of times, Nathan. Especially when I'm drinking a Portello Classic Soda. Um, oh, you piece of trash. Brought to you by Bilson Brewery. Um, <laughs> oh, Nick, I've got to I got to finish you off with the quiz. I, I need okay, a big. Do it. We need a big finish to this show because this yes. has been all over the shop with my CC and drives. But Nick. Yes. One. True or false? Yep. The artist that features on the new Turnstile song shares the name with a new type of drink just released from Johnny Walker. Fuck, I'm trying to remember who the fucking person is. I'm going to say nay. Oh, uh, Nick, well, you're incorrect because it's true, Nick. Blood Orange featured on the new song and Blood Orange is a new um, promotional drink from um, Johnny Walker, Nick Brand, if you'd like to actually check that out through the week. But Nick. Hey, Nathan, I want to tell you right now, if you promote anything else besides Bilson's again, I'll slit <laughs> your nuts off. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I'm such a piece of shit. I'm not catching Nick. a lawsuit right now, no, Nathan. <laughs> no, no. I feel you, dog. I feel you. But Nick, it's one of two features on their new album. So they actually announced that the, the love connection that we thought was an EP is going to be an album. So okay. they sucked me in. And all four of the songs on that were going to be on the new album. So that is going to be called what, Nick Brown? It's A, yep. Holiday, B, Glow On, C, Hardcore Haven, or D, No Surprise? I'm going to say Glow On. Oh, you piece of shit. Are you, are you thinking of Roll On by Living End? Is that why you're going with that, you piece of trash? Is that One, two, correct? three, four. Great song. Great band. All right. Well, it's their third album dropping August 27th through Roadrunner Records. So get excited for that. That's going to be fantastic with some nice looking packages. Nick, three, what band announced a new EP coming out August 6th during last week? Is it A, Run, B, End, C, Daybreak, or D, Outsider? 
Fuck, I want to say, I want to say Daybreak because I just want them to have an EP, but I feel like I would have seen that. Uh, I'm gonna go Would run. You run, yeah. Yep. Run. Another good song by like Grinspoon, Nick Brown. Is, that, is this just a Grinspoon show? Just you have to name the title Grinspoon <laughs> and the rest. But Nick, no, it was Outsider, which was D. <sighs> Nick, you do you know what the EP is called? I'm going to give you four options here. Yeah. A. Misconception of Fate. Okay. B. Deadweight. C. In and Out. Or D. A Necessary End. Okay, so Deadweight's one of their songs from a couple of years ago, so it's not that one. Second I'm, song they released on Spotify. The third one doesn't sound like anything, so I'm going to go with number one or number four. And I'm going to In and go... Out is a burger place in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so not not a beat down hardcore song. <laughs> okay, fair I've enough. Got, I've got them all written here next to the um the, the names that I've got. Uh, but, yep. I'm going to go A Necessary End. Correct, Nick Brown, because A, misconception of fate would be the lyric in a carnival song called New Day. So, ah. correct. Well well done by you. I was just being a cheeky bastard. But, Nick, yes. five. What Parkway song has more streams on Spotify? Ooh, like Is it Wild ones. Eyes or Carrion? I'm going to go Wild Eyes. Um, I feel like Wild Eyes would be one of their biggest stream songs ever just because of the time period of when that came out and everything. But mm. I might be wrong. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Wild Eyes, but. I'm going to give you one chance to reframe that answer if you'd like to. You know, I watched the movie um, 21 <laughs> one time and they said, like, yep. if, if you were on, like, Who Wants Great to Be There, had three chances and guessed one and then they took one out and wanted to redo your guess, they changed their guess. I'm not changing my guess. I'm sticking with Wild Eyes. Oh, Nick, that's a great guess because it's correct. Yes, <laughs> 39.2 mil on Spotify pretty and Carrion's 36.9. So wow. pretty close, but... Monster songs, as we know. Nick, six. What band released the album Pink Elephant in 2020? Was it A, Eat Your Heart Out, B, Columbus, C, Stan Atlantic, or D, The Fame? I'm going to go C, Stan Atlantic. Correct, Nick Brown. Nice, easy one for you there. But Nick, what is this? Who am I? I'm an Aussie band with one name. Um, Run. <laughs> Ooh, Grinspoon again. Good band, Run. But yeah. no. Nick, one of their songs was fourth on my most listened to songs on Spotify last year, but it didn't make the Backbone 100. Oh, shit. I also I was going to say released, Outloved, but... Oh, that's the great guess, but no, Nick Brown. I also released an EP called I Call for the Sinking Warmth earlier this year. Fuck. I Call for the Sinking Warmth. That doesn't sound oh, like... It's a, yeah, it's a terror. That's a very, very um deep name, but um, I'll give you another clue. The yeah. song last year that I like was called Crystal Eyes. Um, Heartline. Correct, Nick Brown. Good stuff. Nick, eight. What song has more streams on Spotify? A, Body Count Bum Rush <laughs> or Loathe Two-Way Mirror? I want to say Body Count, but I'm going to say Loathe Two-Way Mirror. Once again, Nick, I'm going to give you one chance. <laughs> I'm taking my chance this time. I'm going Body Count. I, 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 can't, I can't believe I went against Body Count. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it is two-way mirror. Yeah, 3.5 mil versus 2.5 mil, but both great songs. Nine, Nick, what city? This is a tough one. Hosted the first sound wave held out of Perth. Was it A, Sydney, B, Melbourne, C, Adelaide, or D, Brisbane? I'm going to go Adelaide. It's a great guess. I'm going to give you another chance to guess for another one, though, Nick. I'm going to go this Brisbane. A, that's a great guess because that's correct, Nick. D, Brisbane. <laughs> the headline of that year was Deftones. So that would be good fun. So, Brisbane, we, we do like Brisbane. We're probably going to get up there and um, 
we might live there one day. Who the fuck knows? But um, Nick Ted, what band teased a new song coming out next week called Red Herring? Was it AT, B Pride Lands, C Vermont, or D Heist? Oh, um, Heist. Heist. Yes. Not, uh, yes. Yes. Heist, great band. Do you want a couple of cheeky sporting questions? Yeah, okay. Give me a couple of cheeky sporting questions. Uh, how old is Lionel Messi, Nick Brown? Is he A, 32? Yep. B, 33? Yep. C, 34? Or D, 35? I'm going to go, I think 35 is too old. I'm going to go 33 or 4. I'm going to go 34. Correct, Nick Brown, C34. Nick, another one that I don't know if you will get, but Nick, how many games has Dustin Martin missed through his injury? I mean, from his debut to now from injury. Uh, so he's played two, 260 11. games he's played. 11. Oh, you're very close. You're one off. Was it 10 or 12? So before the injury last week, he'd missed nine. But as of this week, it's 10. Uh, so I was predicting next week. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, 11. <laughs> 260 out of 270 since debut. Very, very Pretty durable. Well. But um, yeah, we've had some fun. This has been a good little show. I like it, Nathan. Proud of you. Looking great with your beard. Short beard, big mustache, which we're both rocking at the moment. And uh, it's been great to uh, talk to everybody here. Um, and you know all that nonsense I don't know what we say usually at the end but cheers for listening and uh, enjoy your week take care of each other check in on everyone and all that stuff and don't go to any any anti-lockdown protest for the fucking god you fucking idiot <laughs> for fuck's sake man please please but just for me if, you, if you're ever thinking of doing it just go what would Frowny do and he'd do nothing. He'd, drink, he'd go buy Bilsons. That's what he'd do. And use uh, Bilsons. Code, and use code WWDOTW for 15% off. And free shipping over $50. Cheers for listening.